what's up y'all i let me just tell you i have problems with perfectionism i have problems with making sure that the quality that i put out there is top notch and that can really affect me sometimes i don't know that the situation is a perfectionist situation or just in I'm just going to restart it because I want to situation. I had previously recorded this podcast about a week ago and it's supposed to be coming out today since I'm posting every Sunday. And I was like, you know what? Let me just redo it. It was literally a good podcast, so I don't know why I'm redoing it, but here we are. I don't know where this is going to go. I have no outline. I kind of just want to talk. First of all, can I just address something? The Michigan State shooting... What is going on in this world? What is going on? What, 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 what is going on? When I heard this news, I was so devastated because, you know, I can relate to these students. I am a student myself. So when I heard this, it affected me in a way that it probably wouldn't affect, um, you know, my parent or honestly, yeah, my parent, um, a professor or something because these students got shot in their classroom. Y'all, being involved in a mass shooting is one of my biggest fears. I dream about it. I worry about it. um, I tweak about it when I'm out in public. It is such a fear for me. And I want to use my voice somehow to, like, you know, create change. I don't know what I'm going to do. But look out on my Instagram at Isabella J. Venturini. I'm going to be posting something that's kind of cool. And I can't wait for you guys to see it. I am going to be recording it tomorrow on Monday, the 20th. I don't know when it's going to go out, but I need to get something out there about this. What I'm trying to say isn't about like pro or against guns. It's not necessarily the guns that I'm wanting to focus on. It's more campus safety. Now, I understand that mass shootings happen literally anywhere. They happen 30 minutes away from me at a parade on 4th of July. Sickening. But if I can say something about the campuses in my school, I'm going to do it. You know, I feel pretty unsafe, not going to lie. Our hall, our student school halls are always unlocked. Like, I went in at 10 p.m. the other night and it was unlocked. That just does not make me feel safe. And I'll be damned if I leave this school next year and I hear about something happening to my school and I didn't say anything. So I'm going to say something. I was also thinking about make like starting a, not starting a podcast, making a podcast with someone who worked at ISU and going over the protocols, if we had an active shooter event, or what we can do to ensure that our campus is safe. But you know the thing about these mass shootings is that they become so irrelevant like a week later. And it's like, no, this can't go irrelevant. It, it, it's it's still going to happen. You, y'all, there have been 68 mass shootings in 2023 already. This is just so sickening. And the fact that it happened at a college campus near me, kind of, one of the nearby states, is just, it makes it more real, you know? And you hear about these things on the news, you hear about people talking about them, but it's not until it happens to someone you know or to someone or to somewhere that it's close to you that it really affects you and shakes you up. And I'm about done hearing these things. And the other day, actually, last week, I was sitting in my classroom and we heard a bunch of loud 
kind of like a gunshot noise and I was freaking out me and this guy behind me were like did you hear that and then the girls everyone started chatting and we were like we heard that what is that is that a shooting we were freaking out and I told my teacher I was like excuse me do you hear that I was terrified y'all like this is like I said my biggest fear I got up I went to go lock the door I was like y'all we're safe in here I got you guys and then of course this one girl was like oh I heard them working on the railroad track I think that's what it was and I was like okay, you could have told me that five minutes ago because I'm over here sweating thinking that we're literally going into a full down active shooter. We got to lock it down in here. But what's terrifying is for the Michigan shooting, they got killed in their own classroom. How is this man even allowed in that building? How is anyone for that matter that does not go to that school or work there allowed in the building? I feel like it would be so much smarter if we had a keypad or a key to get into our lecture halls or our classroom buildings because nobody can just walk in there. That's not okay. As for the quad or the surrounding streets, we can't really control that as much. There's a lot less control because, you know, a lot of it is open to the public and a shooter is going to do what he wants. He will attack at a campus. But if we can ensure the safety of an inside part oh my goodness I I need to speak up about that I need to tell someone and it's crazy it's like well what can my voice do and I think that and I think that like well if I talk to someone that works in my school and bring up this suggestion are they really going to listen to me but it's been on my heart a lot and I've prayed over this I've talked to God about this and I get told these things like no you need to speak up about it so I'm going to I'm going to do that. I'm going to figure out how to like I said on my Instagram, y'all y'all will see what I've been working on, but I'm going to be just having the topic be talked about a little bit more as I think it needs to be. Uh, of course, we can talk about it and mourn over it, but we need to be proactive here. We need to start taking action to limit these outcomes because like I said, I'm moving next year out of ISU and because I'm in this school now, I have a few months left, I need to, I feel like it's my duty because I have these thoughts where it's like, oh, you need to speak up. And it's like, well, if I didn't speak up, then I would feel bad for not speaking up, if that makes sense. So yeah, I just want to start the podcast by raising awareness and also just, oh my goodness, like my heart goes out to everyone at that school, the families, that is horrible. No one should be going through that. And I feel like with any type of newsworthy event like that like a shooter shooting attack or anything big like that matter it doesn't really hit you until you really put yourself in that shoe like no guys there's a guy going into your classroom with a gun and shooting kids imagine being in that position and I'm not gonna lie the other night I smoked um weed and I don't know if this happens to any of y'all but sometimes when I smoke I can feel things on a completely different level and I can understand things and process things so differently and so much more deeply and I got into this headspace where I just felt it on a different level and I felt so much empathy for all the students and the fear that they had oh my goodness I watched videos and they were running and like I said this is one of my worst fears so obviously I'm very grateful that this hasn't happened to me but I can't just sit here and not help um, in some way, even if it it's just using my voice. 
because no one should go through that. And like I said, mass shootings happen everywhere nowadays, which is so, so messed up, so messed up. But if I can say something and if we can gather some sort of security for our our school, not even just colleges, for elementary schools, for high schools, then we need to. I know my high school and the surrounding high schools, <laughs> y'all, my, I, I drink coffee, that's why I'm not stopped, I cannot stop talking, but my high school was really safe with that. You know, I bet um, a lot of y'all can relate. They had security guards at every door, they were all locked. Um, they had where you walked in and there was like that little room and then they unlock it for you to go in that I always felt safe in my school I never thought of uh, a shooter coming in my school but here at college you know you're walking to class it's outside based uh, that fear definitely comes up and it not only comes up at college but it comes up at the grocery store it comes up at the movie theater it comes up at the mall at large events and it is really sad that we can, um, that is something that we have to worry about nowadays. It's terrible. Also, to change the subject kind of onto guns, it's really interesting because, like I mentioned, my boyfriend is from the South, and they their relationship to guns is so much different than ours in Chicago, or mine, I should say, in Chicago. Up here, a lot of people are like, no guns, a lot of people, no guns whatever, none. And I guess just to share kind of my view and how my view has shifted in the past, I agreed with the same thing. I said the same thing. But as I've talked to my boyfriend and kind of seen his perspective and their perspective just down there, because his is kind of like everyone down there. It's like, okay, you can't get rid of guns. Yeah. Unless the national guard, that might've been the wrong term, the military, whoever, comes and searches everyone, then there's always going to be people with guns. There's always going to be people making them, selling them, or if there weren't guns, there's going to be something else that people will be violent with, whether it's a knife, whether it's a bow and arrow, where why did my mind go there? I don't know. But what my mindset has shifted into is like, okay, if people already have guns, why not have your own for protection? Um, He's mentioned this to me before. Like, what if someone did break out an active shooter in a grocery store? No one has guns. Ten people are killed. And then the police come. It's like, yes, I am so appreciative of the police. But they can't always get there in time. And so what if there was a shooter in the grocery store, but someone else had a gun? And then they can shoot the shooter. And then no more terror on the other customers it's interesting to to switch your perspective so it's like oh more guns is actually more protection and I truly do believe they need to have more of a background check on people that buy guns mental health whatever it may be I don't really know the logistics but there 100% needs to be because we can't just be handing these these tools, these weapons, these killing devices out to anyone. But I do think that if you want to have it for protection, go ahead. Oh my goodness. Do I wish I had one when I was growing up because I had people breaking into my house, alcoholics, rapists, like I'm not even going to get into it right now. But 
it's more of like also what I ask my boyfriend because he's more educated on it than me. I'm like, okay, so if when we're older, we have a house. Are you going to just shoot someone if they walk in in the middle of the night? And he's like, you more so use that as a threat. And I was like, oh. And he's like, when you pull back that trigger or not even the trigger, the <laughs> I don't know my terms, but it makes a noise. And that already is signifying, hey, if you don't get out of here, you're going to get killed. And I think to use a gun or a knife or whatever it is as a kind of like a threat, then that's a much better scenario than obviously actually doing something. Um, it's kind of like if you, if you're a girl, mostly, I mean, guys too, obviously, but I can just speak on my behalf. I carry a, a knife around like a pocket knife and if I were to ever get in a situation where I, I needed to defend myself, I would really hope that I could use it just as a threat and not actually have to defend my life and start stabbing someone that was trying to kill me or rape me. So that's what I kind of have shifted my uh, perspective on. And again, this isn't a debate about pro guns or no guns. I, I'm more so just worried about the safety of the students at my school and the students at other school because there's just no reason that this needs to continue happening again like I said if it happens outside okay that we can't really um do something about that we can't it's not really realistic to have police on grounds at all time I mean I would feel so much safer if there there was that but unfortunately I don't think that's really possible but to at least have secure buildings that would make me feel so much safer and I bet if I asked other people they would feel the same way that was my rant again I pray for everyone truly who has gone through any type of disharm regarding gun violence it's it's so sad in any violence for that matter you know and I feel like when something bad happens, a negative situation or an ongoing scenario, you have to be the light that goes into the darkness. And that's really what I want to portray. I want to shed light on it and not necessarily shed light and make it into a positive, but I want to be the light and kind of talk about it and kind of help uh, see different perspectives and just take action, like I said. Well, I'm going to move on from that topic because that gets me so riled up and so nervous and just a little bit anxious because it just, it just is a thought that I have. And, you know, instead of sitting down and just being anxious about it, the way I cope is talking about it and asking questions and hearing people's perspectives. So it's, it's fun. I wish that, honestly, I might start doing like a live stream where I can actually interact with people because I love having conversations, but it's sometimes boring when I'm just talking to myself and I don't have anyone else's input. I just got back from South Carolina a few days ago and I'm back in the cold weather. I'm back in the cold weather. Although I will say global warming is seriously occurring way more this year and visible way more this year than I've ever seen. It has been a really warm winter here in Chicago. Like there's been times where it's been freezing, but today it's like 50. It's February 19th. This is so unheard of, but it was really nice to come back to nicer weather. It was like 70 there. It was so beautiful. We went camping, 
it was such a good time. We we actually went in the woods woods, and I've never really been camping deep in the woods. I've kind of just went on campsites before, so this was so fun for me, but oh my goodness, the <laughs> I barely slept though, like, it was so rock hard, I was constantly waking up, it was freezing, it was like 30 degrees at night, even though it was so nice during the day, it does still get really cold at night, but overall, it was an amazing experience, and I feel like nature in general is just so healing, and it's such a place that I love to go, and I think that's why I want to move out of Uh, where I'm from so badly is because, you know, I'm surrounded by buildings in a city, especially recently since I did move to Chicago. It's like, where's the nature? Like, yes, I live across from a park, but like, it's a park with a gate and then around it is just streets and buildings and cars and traffic. And yes, it's fun and living in a city is fun, but when you're out in nature, it's just a different kind of fun because you get to make your own fun and be creative with how you have fun outside instead of paying to have fun driving to go have fun um when we went camping we literally just started a fire and talked for so long it was just so nice and that's the kind of fun that I like to have I heard this saying the other day and it was like think about what you did for fun as a child and Actually, if you did that as a child and you had fun, you will still have fun doing that now. I definitely butchered that, but basically what she was trying to say was go back in your head to what you did after school in third grade to have fun and try doing that now in your life. And mine was always going outside, so it makes sense as to why I love that so much. Maybe some people's were making art or... um you know, like walking their dog was their go-to fun reading. Think about that because I feel like your inner child can really say a lot of things to you and speak to you in ways that you wouldn't think, but your, your inner child really knows you best because that I feel like was one of the most authentic times of our life that we were. And it's cool because I feel like as I grow older, I kind of realize that I'm starting to be more like my childlike self. It's really cool. When I was like 10, 11, 12, 13, I would have so many hobbies that as I'm getting like 20, 21, I'm like, wow, these hobbies are coming back. And if you can tell the years that weren't really reflecting my inner child were about the years of like 14 to 18 or so. And that's usually the years, or at least for me, it was the years where I was trying to find myself and I was really confused and maybe was hanging out with people that I didn't really resonate with, but it's that time of your life, or even now I feel like in your 20s, where you're just trying to fit in, you're trying to be with it. Um, A lot of the times in those growing up years, you really care about what people think about you and you're not being true to yourself. And I'm so grateful that I'm coming to a place where I'm kind of just really saying yes to myself and seeing what I want to do and doing that. And it's so beautiful. I'm like, wow, I am seeing the child of myself right now more than I have ever. And it's so beautiful. For example, I think one of the, the main things, the other day my sister texted me and she was like, 
Isabella, I'm deleting Snapchat for nine days. I'm like, nine days, that's really specific. But hey, let me do it with you. At that time, I don't have any, at that time, I didn't have any social media on my phone. Y'all, when I post on Instagram, this is so extra, but I need to do it. I, I download the app, I post, and then I delete it because I physically can't have it on my phone. I don't know why I just, it, it irks me to have social media on my phone. And now that I'm deleting Snapchat again for nine days, I might do it a little longer because I love it. I feel so free. I feel so free. And I, I when I get bored, quote unquote, and I would usually go on Snapchat or something, it's like you have to be creative and figure out other things to do. It was weird. Yesterday at work, I went on my phone and I, I swear it was like my brain was trying to find a dopamine fix. It was looking at my home screen and it was like trying to find some sort of social media. It was the weirdest thing. I was just staring at it and I was like, where where am I, where can I get my dopamine? And then I just shut off my phone because I was like, oh, I can't get it. I don't have anything on my phone to fulfill that. And it's really interesting because looking back now, it's like, wow. That's why I would go on Snapchat or Instagram or TikTok, which I haven't had in over a year. I I really don't like TikTok, y'all. But it's to get that fix. You don't even necessarily care about what these people are posting. It's just to see like, oh, new, 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 refresh, scroll, scroll, scroll. Because seriously, like first of all, half the people I follow on Instagram, I mean, I don't even talk to. I don't care about. It's like, why would I want to see what these people are posting? It's not necessarily to see what they're posting, but it's just to click on the Instagram app and get that swish of dopamine, excitement, newness. And it was crazy. I kind of had like a wake up call last night when that happened to me. I was like, what? This is so weird. Like, that's like also when you see people and they go on their phone, they just like start swiping on their home screen. It's like, just turn off your phone if you're trying to figure out what to do you don't need to be on it and I've been using my phone so much more intentionally recently um you know to either text people or call people or look something up and I've thought about I've literally thought about having a flip phone for a little bit but you know it is like a little personal mini computer and throughout my day I have so many questions and something that I'm so grateful for is just to be able to have all the access to information right there. You know, like our parents, I literally asked my dad, I was like, how did you figure out like the questions? He was like, well, you would go grab the encyclopedia. And I'm like, what? Like, this is so crazy. And like, that is the whole world beyond before like the last like 10 years or so, you know, they, this new generation, my generation, 20 year olds and younger, I guess, maybe even like 25 year olds and younger, you know, we grew up in this age where everything was just so new, but 25, people 25 and older aren't used to that, you know, they, they were maybe a little older, like 30 or so, but they were, they grew up going to the library to figure out their information, you know, asking people, um, actually communicating, which I kind of envy sometimes because, you know, we, we are so, um, closed off now and, I feel like we're kind of more socially awkward now and, you know, we kind of like to hide behind the phones, but, you know, it just challenge yourself sometimes. Social media breaks are so refreshing, so nourishing, and I want to do them more often for sure. 
I also think about it like I'm being called to speak on social media. You know, my main goal here and my goal always is to help people. And the reason that I choose social media is because I have the best way and the easiest way to reach a ton of people. We're always on our phones. Everyone has one. And of course, later in life, I would love to speak in front of people. But right now, it's cool that I have this outlet to be able to speak my words on my platforms, even though um, I hate calling it a platform, but hey, even like 10 followers is a platform, you know? Um, I'm trying not to focus on the number that I have. It's more about the people that follow me now and the people that have been following me for so long and maybe know me from high school or middle school, whatever it may be. I'm speaking to you, you know? I'm speaking to each and every one of my followers, whether I know you or not. It's not really about getting to a bigger number for me where it's like, okay, then I'll influence you. It's like, no, I want to influence the people that follow me now. I want to help the people that follow me now. And, you know, it's it's scary sometimes. And I've prayed on this and, you know, I've talked to my boyfriend about this because we both um, struggle with the idea. But, of course, I have thoughts where it's like, okay, well, what if this got somewhere? What if I got an actual following where people recognize me? even on the street per se. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. But I never envisioned my life to be like that. I never envisioned slash wanted my life to be someone who had fame or to be looked at in that way, kind of a little overly looked at where my kids would be known, my relationship would be known. I'm not, I don't want that necessarily. So again, I am getting a little bit ahead of myself because I'm not famous at all. But I have those fears, so to say, and I just know I have to kind of reground myself and realize that if I'm meant to influence X amount of people, then it will happen and I'll take it as it comes. But I also have to remember that I choose what I put out there. It does scare me. It does scare me that if I got to that point my kids would be noticed and my relationship would be noticed and I want to keep those things private and I know it's possible because my main goal is to use my voice to help. It's not necessarily to influence like, oh, a relationship influencer or a family influencer. It's more just like, no, I want to, I want to influence. And yes, usually people who influence their face is the cover of it. You know them from who they are and that's fine. It's a little terrifying, honestly. It's even weird to be posting now. I mean, if you look at my Instagram over the last few weeks, I've kind of slowly transitioned my Instagram to be more inspirational. And I bet people on the outside are like, oh, okay, this is new. And hey, that's up to them to keep following me. Or if they don't want to see it, they can unfollow me. And like I said, nothing right now is happening. I am staying at the following that I've had for a while and I'm totally content with that but if God wants to open myself up and allow me to influence a greater amount of people then he will do that knowing that I have it in me to do that and I always ask for strength even nowadays because it is always vulnerable to put yourself out there regardless of what you're posting even if you're just posting a selfie it is because you're opening yourself up to be able to have opinions and comments and people talking about you, people questioning you. That goes for any sort of post on social media. 
but it's how you use it. It's how you think about it. Um, again, I think that I've come to this place because I really could care less if they do talk about me or if people say anything. And I just want to spread light on social media. It's it's hard because I really don't like it and I really don't like being on it. And if I continue to use Instagram or, um, you know, just posting and trying to get my podcast out there, I'm going to be... I'm going to have to be on it a lot. And yeah, that kind of does trigger me in a way because it's like, oh, I hate social media. But it's also like my heart wants to help. And this is such a good outlet to be able to help on that I'd rather make myself feel a little uncomfortable doing it because I'm fulfilling what I need to do in this time of my life. And I would rather put myself beneath my mission and I would rather just keep going with what I'm being called to do even though it wouldn't be my first option and that's what's really interesting about this and as I've just really strengthened my relationship with myself and God I'm so trusting in and when I call when I say the universe I also mean God I think that it's the same thing but I think that whatever the universe wants to throw at me and tell me to do tells me to do I'll do it, um, even though I it would never be my first choice. And that's so interesting to me. It's so interesting that I'm okay with doing this because I know that there's a higher purpose that is telling me you need to do this. And this is why, like, when you are finding out your life purpose or your life mission, you just have to look inward and kind of be true to yourself. What is that intuition inside telling you to do? Are they telling you to speak about that certain topic that you went through? If they are, lean into it. Lean into the fear. I promise God, spirit, the universe, whatever, will give you the strength to be able to do it. Because you're being called to do that for a reason. And that's kind of what I've been going through. I've been kind of getting that sense where I'm like, you're being called to speak on this topic or post this or start a podcast. And I'm leaning into that. Like I told y'all. I, it took me years, <laughs> it, I, it took me years to start this podcast because of fear, but I started to lean into it and I started to see God work in my life in so many incredible ways that are insane. It keeps confirming, he keeps confirming to me that this is the right direction that I'm going. And like I said, yes, it is scary um, that people more attention will be on you when you are posting, but it's what is going on behind that. Why are you posting? Why are you doing this? It's really interesting. I want to kind of dive into another topic regarding social media. And when I look at my younger self, and I think a lot of girls can relate to this, a lot of the things I was posting were for the wrong reasons. And, you know, just lack of self-worth And lack of self-love can really lead you to do things that later in life you look back at and you're like, oh, okay, that's why I did it. Like, I really didn't do that because I wanted to. I remember in high school, me and a few of my friends, we would constantly be taking pictures. It would be like a thing. Like, we would hang out just to take pictures. We would take pictures and I remember after, we would be sitting on our phones, just refreshing, seeing all the likes, seeing all the comments come in. Like, just the three of us 
would sit down and just look at that. And that hurts my heart because the reason I was doing that was because I was getting that satisfaction that other people liked what I was posting, that other people were commenting what I wanted to hear. And it wasn't until I finally got comfortable with myself where I was like, you know, I could care less what people say because I'm confident in myself and I know that what I'm posting is for the reason that I want it to be. Not because I want to get validation for, you know, my body or um, face, even like how you look, how you dress, your makeup, your hair. If you're posting those things, that's great. That's amazing. I'm not shaming that. It's just the reason behind it was off for me. You know, like even just like posting in my bikini, I would seek the validation of the likes. And that is, again, like I'm saying, like if you're posting a bikini because you think you look good and you just want to get it out there, do it. But I challenge you to look at why you post some of the things you do. And I constantly challenge myself when I'm posting. I'm like, who am I doing this for? Am I doing this because I want to post on my feed and I think it looks good? Or am I doing this because later I'm going to keep checking who's liking and who's commenting and how many likes did I get? Because that might be a conversation that you need to have with yourself and be like, hmm, I think I need to heal this within myself and not search outside for that validation. And that just comes with growth as well. And it's just, it's crazy. It's so crazy that even in just a few years of my life, I can change my whole perspective on it and have some true sympathy or empathy um, for my younger self and for that validation that I so badly seeked because I clearly was at a place where I was insecure with myself. And just over day after day practicing self-love, you can get out of that. And it's just such a liberating feeling. So I challenge you to question your intentions as to why. Same reason for why uh, you dress the way you do, you know? Um, in the past, I dressed a certain way because I wanted to get that validation from outside. I wanted to get that, whether it was male attention or seeking compliments. And that, again, it's it's fine if you're dressing in a way that's like, still like show you can show skin and not saying don't it's just the reason behind it like now if I wear certain things it's because I think I look good and I feel good and I'm representing what I want to represent but in the past I would solely do it sometimes to kind of get that validation like oh get that um get those like looks or be approached in a certain way and then I started to realize that after uh, I was getting that attention, I didn't really want it. I was like, this is kind of uncomfortable. I don't like when men stare at me a certain way um, or whatever it may be. And it's fine if you want to dress that way. It's just, why do you want to dress that way? Of course, wear something that shows your boobs a little bit. Like, that's sexy. It's just like, do you want to do it because you want guys to look at you or do you want to do it because you feel confident, because you feel like a boss or whatever it may be? Gosh, I did not think I would be talking for that long, but I'm going to end it here because I have talked myself out and I am truly glad that I redid this podcast because I feel a lot more confident about what I have to say in this one and I'm sure y'all will enjoy it or get something from it or question some things. 
but don't forget to check out my Instagram this week. I'll be posting something that you won't want to miss. And I will see y'all next Sunday. Have a great day.